Welcome to Unscripted Gaming. My name is Ray. My name is Mike. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. Mike. Hi. It's been it's it's been one of those months. It sure has. There's a lot going on these days. First, first of all, Mike, I want to ask you. Gaming and otherwise. I want to ask you what games you're playing. I want to get that out of the way. Yeah, we can move through that pretty quick. Um, I have been playing uh, my usual stuff. Uh, I've been playing some. I haven't really played a lot of Sekiro lately, but because I kind of fell off the wagon on that. But we'll get back mm-hmm. there someday. Um, still love that game. Just taking a break from it. Uh, playing some Destiny. Uh, getting ready for the new season of stuff coming soon. Yeah. That I'm excited about. Season uh, of opulence. Season of opulence. They've announced some some pretty cool things about that that I'm pretty stoked about, and I think we're gonna get some more insight into one of my favorite characters, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um. And they All also, right. uh, so I've been playing through some of that. I did the uh, last, the most recent raid that they added um, earlier this year. That was pretty fun um, and in a pretty cool setting. Um, what I guess the most interesting thing I've been playing lately is I'm f- I've uh, borrowed it from a coworker. I just kind of missed out on it this one from last year, but I've been playing that Spider-Man game. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, just a touch. Um, you, it's, uh, I'm enjoying it. You just, it's Spider-Man. You swing around. You fight baddies. You go look at collectibles. Uh, so so f- I'm not super far in. Um, probably about like two or three hours, maybe at the most. But the swinging feels really good. Um, it's not quite as. I guess like the t- obviously everyone's touch point for this is the Spider-Man Two game. Uh-huh. Um, and it doesn't have like the precise like momentum and physics that the Spider-Man Two game did, but yeah. I think it kind of it's more in the the favorable way than like the unfavorable way because it feels like I shouldn't be going this fast based on how I just did this swing, but I'm going this fast anyway. So it's like it, you know you know what I mean like yeah 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 it, it curves it it cheats the momentum feels favor. off. It cheats in your favor, so it, it's still it's I it feels still feels pretty good to like zip around and jump around and stuff, which is so I'm liking that so far. I, I just how's the combat? Uh, it's um, it's Arkham Batman combat, so okay. pretty familiar. Uh, I don't think I like it as much as the Batman combat. I, I just I don't know. It it's all right. It it gets the job done. Okay. Uh. But yeah, so I think it's all it's been solid. Like it's not bad. It's just like I think the Batman games just felt I don't know. There's something just something about like how like I'm more concerned about I was way more concerned about chaining the combos in the Batman games than I was in this one, but mm-hmm. it just feels like that's not as big of a factor here, which is kinda dials it down, but uh but it's still pretty fun, so uh kinda just digging through that, which is kinda cool. Uh but that's pretty much what I, like I said, I've just been kind of playing the same stuff I have. I'm always playing because I play like two games all the time. Uh, Ray, <laughs> Ray, what have you been playing? Okay, so uh, I did a brief stint in Mordhau. Uh, Uh-oh. That game is, if you like the thought, take a Battlefield game and just make it medieval combat. And if that sounds enticing to you, this is exactly the game you're looking for because that's exactly what it is like it's infamous battle- steam mod pirates knights and vikings 2 
I'm sorry, what? Oh, we'll talk about that another time. It's a great mod. We should play it. Sometime. Okay, okay. <laughs> Actually, we shouldn't. It's terrible. Is it bad? Yeah, it's not great. Uh, uh Mode House is really fun, but uh, I put, like, uh, I joined one of my friend's clans, and mm -hmm. I put, like, 16, 20 hours into it. Started getting really into it. I was really li liking it because I love Battlefield. I love the... I love the combat, I love different classes, so on and so forth. Uh, but the problem with Mordhau is once you've played it for a little bit, I could say that I've done everything that interests me in Mordhau and kind of done with it. Because there's only a, a handful of maps, there's only maybe like, I don't know, 10 maps. There's lots of different weapon classes, but it really all comes down to how you get into one-on-one -on -one combat or if you're playing uh, the more popular mode, which is called Frontline. Uh, which is just like Battlefield Conquest points. You're basically just trying to catch someone off guard and then stab them. Because mm -hmm. the game, unless you're wearing a bunch of heavy plate armor, and even then, the game really comes down to you catch that person unaware and you stab him in the back or stab him with a greatsword. The, the, I love the sword combat. It's very fluid. It makes a lot of sense. It's very difficult and deep. Mm-hmm. Unless you're just stabbing on them back, then then it doesn't matter. <laughs> I just I, I I've I've watched a little bit of the gameplay. Like I watched Giant Bomb play through some of it, and I love uh -huh. how it just captures like just the brutality of like mid medieval war for like most people. Because if you're like a peasant and you've been drafted to fight in your lord's army for no reason you understand, you just like what they give you like a stick and like a pot. And they're like, go fight. And then you just get hit in the head with someone on a horse riding by you. And then you die. And that's it. Yeah, that, that, that's exactly like, what it is. And you can see the horse riders coming. And they have a spear. And you you stand your ground. You're like Mel Gibson. Fine. You're like, let's do it. Come on, MFR. Let's, let's go. And you like swing your sword. And of course you miss. Or you hit the horse. And the horse, it takes a little damage. Doesn't care. Then you've been, you've been skewered. The lance got yeah, and I it's just, a, typically a one to kill. Like the simple br brutality of it is just like, well, <laughs> that's life. It's yeah. it's funny. Um, it makes me feel like uh, kind of it, it gives you this perspective of imagine like the second or third crusade, and you're just seeing like thousands upon thousands of, of people just dying needlessly. You're like, huh? War has always been hell. <laughs> This is terrible. This is awful. Okay. Huh. Uh, if you have if you have any sort of motion sickness, do not play this game. Even if you yeah. think you can handle it, because yeah, no, when you get decapitated, the camera is fixed to your eyes, so your head is just spinning. <laughs> oh man, I might have to check that out. That sounds really great. Uh, I'm getting slowly back into Destiny. Uh, yes. I tried the first hour of Dark Souls 2, and I'll get back to that when I feel like it. Uh, yeah. Because, that's slow. Dark Souls, Dark Souls 2 is the... is. It, there are some people who really, really love that game, and I think there's some interesting stuff there, but I think the thing that kind of does it for me is that, like, the world isn't kind of like a Metroid Castlevania-style, like, singular place like it feels really disjointed as opposed to like dark souls one uh mm -hmm. where you can like oh that's that environment down there or that's that place over there like it, it in a way that like help kind of ground help grounds everything like dark souls 2 
is not like that at all. Yeah. So I think for good reason in the story, but I just I don't know. It's just it's my that's least another favorite. Thing. it's my least favorite of the Dark Souls games. And, and that's why I haven't been looking forward to like every review I've ever and I got Scholar of the First Sin, so I'm not half assing it. Uh but every whoa. review I've read of Dark Souls two says like if you this might be the worst Soulsborne game and that's a just <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. makes me not look forward it's to like, it at all. Like I never played Demon Souls, but um, it it there it's just tough. There's just so many kind of like things that are like weird about it that just never quite clicked for me. There uh-huh. are some really great bosses, like the Mirror Knight, who like summons enemy invaders during the boss fight, which is fun. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, there's just lots. Of, there's lots of cool stuff, but. Um, but it it's the one, it's definitely the one that I would say, like, if you aren't really digging it, I wouldn't, I personally wouldn't tell you like, no, keep going, keep going. Like, um, yeah. it's, I, I don't, I, I think you would be okay. Maybe just like a movie. Like, I, I really? saw some footage of Dark Souls three and I am stoked to play some Dark Souls three after beating Dark Souls one. That looks freaking amazing dark souls 3 is super like there are so many great bosses in that game and just all the dark souls 3 is very good oh, people, people kind of sleep on it sometimes but it's so good like this there's some some of my favorite i think some of my favorite boss fights are in dark souls 3 Ooh, ooh, ooh high praise yeah because uh some of some my favorite real, they're like they're like not only just like fun mechanical fights but thematically like very cool and like have a cool story behind them Mm-hmm. Like, oh man. Uh, so far, my favorite Soulsborne still is uh, Bloodborne, but I will give I will give a respectable and appreciable nod to Dark Souls One because that was that was the good stuff right there. It there it has some unforgivable moments. I do not I do not forgive the sure Lordstein and Smog uh, boss fight that. That that's fight one of the is best awful. boss fights in Dark Souls. How dare you? Okay, it's that's a great, great boss fight to watch, but when you're doing it, you're like, this is awful. It's better <laughs> than the tree. Oh, uh, which tree? Bed of Chaos. Oh! Do not get me started on that abomination of a boss. That's not a boss fight. That's just awful. The, the Lost Isolith, that entire section, just... I, Mm. Like you could tell, a child could have made better level design. You could tell they came in really hot with the release with that section because they're like, uh, just put this boss from earlier in the game over here and then make him T pose, and and that's this (laughs) section. You're just like, sure, okay. The bounding demon is literally the lower half of the zombie dragon. They just took the lower half of it and said, yeah, that's an enemy. Uh, That's that's. So late. Oh. oh, and then you are surrounded. Did you like the Capra Demon? How would you like an area with literally like 25 Capra Demons in, in a whole place? And they're yeah, just it, as hard it's just, before. It's, it's just like, co- it's like copy pasted. Like, it is. It's, it's so cool. pathetic. <laughs> it's funny. Okay. All right. The unfor- if you can forgive those sections of Dark Souls, I can see why people call it one of the best games ever. That they are correct. Um, I tried to get back into Starlink, mm-hmm. uh, and I retract what I said about it being a better Star Fox game than Star Fox Zero. 
because I actually beat Star Fox Zero. I'm not going to touch Starlink anymore. It's... And that, that's okay. And I'm not bashing Starlink. I'm saying that it's a kid's game. And the repetitive nature of, like, a kid's story-to-life game really isn't for me. And I just put it down and said that's enough. And, uh, got back in a big bad way to Smash Brothers. And, uh, almost at Elite Smash... Uh, almost at Elite Smash with King K. Rule. It's just... Just going in there, and uh, I, I've saved some videos. I'm going to start adding some content here soon. I'm going to buy a uh, recording software so I can upload some of our beautiful replays, highly edited. There's some Ganondorf dunks that need to be seen by the internet. I just got done with a match where some guy tried to roll in his Jigglypuff Ooh, on my yeah. Ganondorf. Oh, there was a Doria in there. Don't worry. Doria. <laughs> Several. Jigglypuff is never prepared for that it's Ganon like, score. Oh, look at this Jigglypuff with only 16% damage. It would be a shame if you got launched and died with 36% damage. <laughs> As opposed to the usual 100% damage that you need with any other character. You're, you're talking a whole lot of shit for someone with over 0%. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Anyways, um, you want to talk about what's been happening in the past month? Yeah, we got stuff going on. Um, I I guess the first news story that I kind of want to start with. Uh, let me see here. Da, 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 da. Uh, probably the most exciting thing I think was the reveal of the release date for. Death Stranding, which is a game that we have discussed here uh, in the past, as it mm -hmm. is from one Hideo Kojima, yeah, creator of the Metal Gear Solid franchise. Um, there was a new trailer, had some weird stuff going on, and they announced that, that game is somehow coming out this fall. Very surprising. Did not see that coming. I'm so glad it's actually just a game. Like, they showed lots of gameplay footage, enough to make me satisfied. Like, okay, there's there's a video game here. There are mechanics. Yeah. It, I do... I really kind of like how it's... Um, I mean, I, I'm inferring... We really only saw, like, so many, like, little snippets. But I really like how it almost had kind of, like, Breath of the Wild-style, like, traversal of the environment as, like a main thing you're doing. Mm -hmm. I think something about that seems really cool just cuz not a lot of other games like take the like have that kind of pace to them where you're like, "Oh, I I have to go down this cliff. I don't just like glide and fly down. I just like, no, I have to put like the climbing stake and then like lower the rope." Like I like the how kind of grounded that is. Like I think that's very I'm really curious to see like what they kind of like what they do with that. I, I think that seems like a really cool change of pace from a lot of other games that I'm very in interested in seeing what they do. I'm in a very Hadema, Hideo Kojima fashion. They started introducing new words. I guess that everyone's going to start putting in their lexicon, like uh, homo, homo demon, demons. which is just great. Uh, they didn't, they didn't mention the word time fall, which sounded kind of awesome. And I wanted to know more about that because Oh, you're tickling that sci-fi bone, Mr. Kojima. You tell me what's going on there. Yeah, I definitely, speaking of sci-fi, like, this, based on this trailer, it seems very much like a 
classic sci-fi of like, oh, this trope of like human society or like think this like conflict of, that human society has with itself has been given spooky shape in the form of, you know, this monster. Blah. Yeah. Like it very much seems it seems like that there's some sort of like historical past versus the future, like the anti-war kind of vibe that is like manifested in a very physical way that again it seems like a real kind of classic hard sci-fi kind of deal Uh, i'm I'm so in for that i'm super basically i'm buying this on day one because i'm super jazzed absolutely it looks great it looks like death stranding is an event like it's not a concept it's a thing that happened uh, if you're going by the trailer, and that seems more, that seems very interesting too, because you don't. Uh, what was it? The press release said there's not a traditional game over. It's more that yeah, the, the game changes, and you have to do this thing where you have to go back into the real world. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm very interested. Yeah, it's. I'm, I am uh, very curious to. I think just the concept is the the pitch alone is very interesting and i hope we'll uh see more of that soon um at an i don't know if we want to talk about this now but at an upcoming uh video game trade show where a lot of stuff usually happens uh let's get to e3 here in a moment not just yet because uh i want to talk about because because randy fitchford yeah, be- sometimes you got to talk about when the game industry does something uh, stupid. And Randy Pitchford just cannot help himself. If, if there's a controversy, he seems to be wanting to be part of the head of it. All right. Like, it's, you know, I really tried to, um, you know, I, I do love our, uh, you know, categories of, you know, the shit show of the year. Um. It really feels like this year it's going to have to be like the Randy Pitchford shit show of the year. Like it's, <laughs> he's really just like no one else deserves to be in that category because they don't have no one else has the Randy Pitchford craziness multiplier to mm-hmm. even them put their score high enough to be in consideration. No CEO has done what Randy Pitchford has done in the last two years when magic. it comes to stand up magic. He, the, he, the, he is a magician. The announcement of a game. Just like, watch me do magic. Here, look, look, watch me do magic. You have so, to watch me guitar. do magic. Like, yeah. what? Oh. Yeah, 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 he's weird. He's a little eccentric. Uh, I believe Jim Sterling put it best. You're the CEO of a company releasing Borderlands 3, which is a game that people can argue sells itself. Just put a release date on a trailer and you will get uh-huh. a guaranteed 2 million sales. But here you are chatting some good mess with what was it? His former product, uh, marketing manager. I think it yeah. was, uh, yeah. Uh, the guy that did the voice of claptrap, he's not returning to do the voice of claptrap because there was a payment dispute and Hey, that stuff happens. I'm shocked that they brought it up on Twitter, but wasn't really, Actually, no, I, I respect the marketing guy uh, for bringing it up on Twitter because he's like, I can't go back to do it because Gearbox wasn't wanting to pay me. And then Randy popped off on Twitter, and this is where Randy was wrong. and said, oh, no, we were going to pay you handsomely. We were going to give you double uh, market rate or double scale. And he said, all right, all right. 
So you want to bring up uh, that you were going to pay me double, even though that's a lie. Well, Randy Pitchford, he like labeled off the date at the Marriott of GDC, to, to, I think it was like 2014 or something like that, physically assaulted me. And for the first time in almost Twitter history, Randy Pitchford didn't talk for 48 hours. You, you, you can almost hear them scream, God, he! <laughs> okay, it's not really that funny because... Uh, the CEO of a company is being accused, and there are witnesses that said uh, he physically assaulted another person for literally business-related reasons. That's not cool. That's not okay. Uh, and then there's the issue of Randy Pitchford saying there's going to be no microtransactions in Borderlands 3 when, indeed, there were microtransactions. Randy Pitchford just doesn't think that... Uh, Selling skins or microtransactions. He thinks only loot boxes are microtransactions. What an interesting man. <laughs> yeah, I just... Huh, hmm. Just, you know, don't leave flash drives of dangerous things in medieval times. Don't do that either. Oh, yeah, the, uh... The child porn allegation. Oh, and there's our video. Demonetized. <laughs> I'll have yeah, to bleep that it. out. We'll, yeah, we'll, send, a, we'll send a bill to Randy. Uh, so he it's said it's not that. He said it is a woman. You, you know, I don't think I don't think you know, I, I could describe it. Up. Let's talk. <laughs> the important thing to remember here is that Borderlands Three is it's on the way. Be boring. Yeah, yeah, me and Mike were talking about this before the podcast, and. You know, I'm, I'm sorry, fam. Everyone out there, we're, we're just not fans of the Borderlands series. And for those of you that are, and there are millions of you, great! I'm glad you found something you love. That That's awesome. I Maybe it's just I need to... Maybe I didn't lo- like... Maybe I just didn't love the character I picked in Borderlands 2. Maybe it's that. Uh, what character did you pick? I'm curious. I picked the sniper dude. Oh, okay. That's who I picked in Borderlands 1 as well. Yeah. Um, I, I, I picked might... the sniper... Uh, that's I zero, I think. Um, I don't know. That's not a bad pick, man. Anyways, Borderlands aside, you want to talk about the uh, the loot box bill? Uh, sure. All right, I'd the, love to. The loot we'll box keep, bill. The, the, we'll keep this very quick. I for, I believe it has some name like the Protecting Children uh, in Games Act. Hold on, I'm going to actually like look up the name. Loot box bill, poses, anti-loot box bill poses a real threat to video games. Well, see, that's the thing. Um, I don't think it poses a threat to all... Oh, protecting Children from Abusive Games Act. Wow. Wow, who's going to vote no on that? <laughs> um, the, the, the text is very simple. It's basically that if your game has microtransactions based on gambling mechanics and it's to classify loot boxes in the United States as gambling you have to rate your game as a gambling game and thus it's for adults only which yeah submitted by uh Missouri senator Josh Hawley i uh is republican um mm-hmm. a couple shocking Demo- by the way a couple democrats have uh, signed onto the bill have endorsed the, the bill as well I guess it'll be interesting to see because this is like the first other countries have like have done some stuff and looked into it. But this is the first like 
pretty serious like attention that it's gotten in the united states which is kind of why we're gonna this is gonna be really interesting to watch because you know congress is uh they uh can do stuff like this mm-hmm. and it's gonna be uh i i, I guess like it, it, it's kind of curious because you know four children like it's uh they're clearly not regulating it themselves no, I not guess at video all. Ga- capital VG video games, <laughs> and it's going to be really interesting to see, like, well, how does how what this like ends up looking like? Because for children, so it's like, oh, does that mean like, and like that they agree upon that any game that has a loot box is automatically just like a T game via ESRB? Like, do they just kind of agree on that? Like, I, uh, it's very interesting, but I feel like. This could very easily just end up very toothless and ultimately just not not really doing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think that there's a need to be addressed here because th- I think a lot of games have gotten better about like um, that if your microtransactions are rotten and bad, that no one will play your game because it's a bad game. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of like triple a games are at least are trying to get better at that some some of that stuff but like you also look at um but i think especially like phone like phones yeah and like like a lot of mobile games like are pretty those are pretty wretched with how like like how quickly you can they can stack up Mm -hmm. um and just how well like I, I know Apple's trying to crack down on that stuff too. So it's, yeah, I'm real. It's going to be interesting. We'll have to keep an eye on this because it'll take, you know, like all legislation, it takes time. But I don't think that there's been a super serious or big response from the industry. Uh, so they did. The ESA responded. Mm-hmm. And it say? was uh, awful. Just freaking awful. It- <laughs> The ESA said that, uh, hold on, let me bring up the exact words. It was something like... Uh, parents need to be... <laughs> parents have to do a lot of shit, okay? That's Actually, that's what it was. It was parents can monitor the type of content that goes on into these games, and we are placing the onus back onto families to make sure that, you know, children in this case are playing the games and making the purchases that parents can agree with. Hmm. Uh... That's not good enough. I remember yeah. when the ES, the purpose of the ESA when it was formed was to initiate the ratings program. So games like Mortal Kombat isn't purposely placed in front of kids. Whether that's still the case or not, up for debate. <clears throat> but at least there's a rating on the game. At least parents have that knowledge and know. And now the ESA is just like, what? It's up to the parents to figure that out. So so I, I've actually yeah, read the... I guess they're like... You know, go ahead, I, go ahead. I mean, that's obviously part of it, but like... The, at the end of the day, it's like, it's almost like, it feels like we're debating like, if the presence of loot boxes in general makes your game M automatically, mm-hmm. like that would, that could be something like that. I don't know how much attention people pay to those labels, anyways, but um, uh, when I worked at the Radio Shack many moons ago, um, the, the, it's more than you think. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, there were a lot of parents that said, like, is this for kids? And I would say, well, no, because it has this rating on the game. And it was like Grand Theft Auto 4. 
just to let you know how bad Yo, you this yeah. was. And I was yeah, like, no, so... it's this. And they're like, oh, okay, well, never mind. I'll get them. They got them like Lego Star Wars instead. And that's a kid's game. Yeah. So I so I guess that's how I feel like this would end up is that they would like there would be some debate about whether you know they'd be like yeah you this right you're right that's why it is you know this is a parent's decision to to make for uh the younger audience that's why we're gonna make oh if you want the parents to decide this we're gonna make any game with loot boxes rated M so the parents can definitely decide. <laughs> <laughs> At least that's oh, what I would do. But. I do want to clarify, it's not just all loot boxes. It's loot boxes... Uh, actually, it's specifically pay-to-win microtransactions or loot boxes. Yeah. They, they use the language I, Thank for. you, I should clarify. Because loot boxes are, like, the general term. But this is also a reference to, like, specific microtransactions. Or, like, things where it's like, hey, pay 99 cents to continue or whatever. Or buy $100 and... Mm-hmm. Get five continue. <laughs> <laughs> what a best off, best deal. That Harry Potter game where you hit the paywall uh, and it's literally you're being choked by a spirit. And this is pay gems to stop being choked. <laughs> Good job, Warner Brothers. That is the most that's, disgusting that's, thing. <laughs> that's pretty. That's almost satire. That's <laughs> All right. Enough about that. Hey, there were there. Sony did the thing. They, they sure did. They announced some. They are not gonna be. They don't really have a main uh, big presence at um. At what you would call it, uh, a big show, the E three at E three, um. Because it sounds like that they've they've announced the PlayStation Five. Sounds like we're getting it in. Uh, Did they say uh, a date? I don't think. Actually, let me check. I don't think they gave a date just yet. But they're not. They're not gonna be at E3 because they don't really have. They don't really have much to show. They've kind of put out like with Death Stranding. They put out some trailers recently. Um, but they are kind of uh, in a holding pattern for now, just because they. Uh, dropped a lot of PS5 details, and uh, it's a thing. And it's uh-huh. pretty much kind of what we were hoping. At least in my opinion, it's kind of what we were hoping for. Um, and uh, uh, It's backwards ba- compatible. That's yeah, the most important backwards thing Backwards compatibility. Um, and... I think it's native 4K, and it has a, uh, I, I think the stock hard drive, they said, would be one terabyte SSD. Did I read that right? I think so, yes. Um, that is nuts. Yeah, that's that's why I'm like, that. I think that's the most exciting part for me. Um, mm-hmm. Just because, you know, graphically, this thing is going to be a little, uh, obviously a little bit stronger. Um, but I kind of, as I was saying, as I was saying, earlier i think the like knowing that your entire and the the entire ps5 install base is gonna have a solid state drive Mm -hmm. is like just knowing that developers can uh, bank on that is super cool because i feel like they'll be able to build games in entirely different ways to do really cool different things with that 
or yeah. just or it honestly just means like old games are just going to load fast and that seems like a real that is like as graphical fidelity kind of approaches like a point where it just doesn't really do anything or it's like you're getting diminishing returns on it like quicker loads and like what ha the flexibility that you can have with a solid state drive is a great way to have like kind of a next gen jump yeah where when you're kind of still getting when you're kind of hitting the limit of that graphical jump yeah we're we're starting to hit the peak where uh i, I don't know that i guess we're starting to hit the peak where fidelity is not it's not going to look as good as I don't know. There, there are games on the PS4 that just look very impressive. Uh, no one can convince me God of War 4, I guess it would be, just isn't that impressive looking a game where it's yeah. not going to age well. Of course it'll age yeah. well. Um, and and obviously it's like, I think that there's still some like significant evolutions that'll happen like graphically. Mm -hmm. But right, just like right now, it feels, uh, it feels, so like having, I feel like there's a lot of like under the kind of, under the hood kind of stuff that is going to be really cool. Like just a stock solid state drive is just a huge, like that is super cool. I'm, I'm like very jazzed about that. Uh, but yeah, it's, that's, it, it's kind of weird. Cause they, it's coming in 2020. It sounds like fall probably. Hooray. Uh, they kind of, it's, everyone's pretty, I, it's not like a huge, I guess it's not a huge story right now, just cause it sounds like it's, kind of what everyone expected and kind of what everybody wanted like just like backwards compatibility maybe a little faster maybe a little mm -hmm. more graphics and they're just like yeah that sounds great and we're like great i'll see you then okay uh, <laughs> great uh so that so yeah so it's not like a um but yeah that's kind of what we got right now um mm -hmm on that uh, and that's i was looking at the e3 lineup let's lead into that yeah uh i am shocked to learn that on sunday at 17:30 pacific time bethesda is gonna have a showcase and i'm wondering you you better say elder scroll 6 that's the only thing saving you guys right now <laughs> Yeah. Ooh. Woof. <laughs> uh, I think of the other, and with this kind of being the last big year for this generation of hardware and stuff, it feels like kind not I don't want to say down year, but you can tell this is kind of like a wind up before a lot of people are showing off like their next gen games that we're gonna see uh -huh. in like the new consoles in 2020. Um. Because you know Sony's not there, um, it sounds like Microsoft. Uh, I guess um, Microsoft has got a lot of titles that they've got to show off, and honestly, their new console is probably going to be backwards compatible too. Um, Microsoft has some catch up to play. Yeah, but it, I think I saw um, Phil Spencer the other day say that they've got a lot of. I mean, they were they were have been buying up studios and teams left and right just to get some more software and it sounds like that they're gonna this will be the first time that they'll really have a lot of stuff to show about that which will be really cool mm -hmm. uh because as we all know xbox one has no games um no no it doesn't mine has been sitting not, there collecting dust not one single game there are not no one games. no okay Zero how about this games. 
it doesn't have enough games to justify the purchase of a $300 console. Yes. I think that's fair. I, I think that's the position they've walked themselves into. Because it's great. Well, because, you know, um, all, if someone's like, well, then why are you going to get a PlayStation? You just have to stay Bloodborne. And then they're like, oh, my argument. Oh. oh. <laughs> Shambles. <laughs> the new um, Spider-Man game, God of War 4. Yeah. It's a – so I'm – I don't know if we're going to see anything of that caliber from Microsoft, but uh, unless those cowards make Otogi 3, uh, I am... <laughs> then, Isn't that also a FromSoft game? Yeah, it is. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh, how, you, how, uh, how far are you in Sekiro? Uh, I'm getting close to the end game, I think. Yay. It's very good. Uh, um, EA announced their schedule uh, in advance. They uh, sure since... did. Couldn't help but notice there's no Anthem in there. Ooh, that's, that's Apex awesome. Legends is there! I'm just saying! Battlefield just, 5 is there! I felt so bad, because you. I was like, oh, I want this will be like a... Let's take a look at the EA list, and they're like, oh, here's our new Star Wars game. Got some FIFA. Looks great. Mm-hmm. Some, some Battlefield. A little bit of Madden in there. Some Madden. I'm the like, Sims. Oh, They're going to talk Sims. about the Sims. Four. Okay. It's like, yeah, all right. EA stuff. I'm like, that's it. We'll see you next time, folks. And I'm like, oof. Oof. Wait. Did you just. Did they just. Did they release that, like, service game that they said that they would support for years? And. <laughs> Uh, like two months ago, and they're just—they—they're not. They. It, what? You hate to see that, folks. You hate. <laughs> to see we dog on Anthem all the time, and I feel bad, and it's probably boring to listen to. But just holy crap! No, no, Dude. I think it's justified at a certain point. It's like I, as a, as a, I am not uh, my. As a Destiny spokesperson. This is Anthem. Come join us in the season of opulence that awaits you in Destiny 2. <laughs> it's a way better game that people love to uh, say bad things about. But at least there's updates and the developers talk to you. And there's Destiny 2 is so, like, too much content right now. It's insane how much there it's is It's a lot. Do. It's great. Yeah. Like, it's a smorgasbord. For, and, for a uh, game that's, like, content drought, uh, like uh, Anthem... Uh, comparing it to Destiny is it's not a fair comparison. It's, it's not yeah. then there was an expose where the uh product head said, Don't mention Destiny to me. This isn't Destiny. Well maybe it should be. You know? Yeah, again, <laughs> see like I hate it when people are like uh you know, I think there you know, there are things I wish like I, I think should be done can be done better about Destiny, but like when I see people look at Anthem and say like, see this is why like all like live service games are bad and a stupid idea. I'm like, Destiny Two is like the, it, it's like people don't are almost. This is easy for me to say as like the person who plays Destiny all the time, but like people mm-hmm. sleep on like how good that game is and how like it. It's kind of like under they. It's like people underestimate how hard that probably was to get that game where it is now. Oh, it had a rough start, but yeah. it's, it's, it's definitely like, in it a great even place as rough now. It was like Destiny 1. It was just kind of, yeah, it was just like not, almost like not what people expected. Yeah. Um, but just, it's, uh, it's very, 
it's very concerning to see like Anthem just completely not on this like announcement thing at all especially when they just had that live stream the other day that basically said that the end game is like a glorified seasonal event which is not it does not that's not what the that's not what that dying player base wanted to hear no it's like hey do some strikes with modifiers and stuff and it's like no what no what um they announced how they're fixing the loot system we've removed the luck stat what if the luck stat didn't do anything (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just my children just just come join us in the light of the traveler what are you you don't have yeah, to the, play this game i, I think i read the other day that there are more people playing fallout 76 than anthem and that stings they're more I, playing like minesweeper than there actually are more actually, people actually, playing there are a, lot of, a lot of people playing minesweeper that's a bad example uh josh showed me this the other day there are more people playing uh call of duty world at war than there were playing fallout 76 what yeah i thought you were gonna say like black ops 4 or like, no! even, like even like world war 2 but world at war yeah like, yeah we're oh taking my, it back that game is like eight years old oh yeah man. yeah yeah, yeah. That's rough. See, There's a large World at War community, uh, but the fact that there are more people playing this game, which hasn't received an update since 2009. <laughs> Holy smokes. Oh, no. Oh, smokes? no. That Wow. That's... Back to E3. Back to uh... E3. Uh, probably a new Animal Crossing from Nintendo. Ah. Uh... I I don't like Animal Crossing, but I am excited for the people that do love Animal Crossing because Animal Crossing on Switch does sound dope. I restrain myself from saying very bad things to you, but uh, <laughs> I respect your opinion. I I'm, think it's I I'm not a lifestyle you. game type I of person. I can't opinion. do it. That that's fair. I respect your I I, I respect your opinion. I um, I'm I excited. Your opinion. I respect. For- um, I'm not. I'm not gonna talk crap on Isabel. All right, I'll leave her don't be. Don't dare. Don't, <laughs> don't even think about. Moving on. Final Fantasy VII uh, remake probably getting more information. We have uh, we got more release foot. We got more footage, and I was excited that they showed more footage, but I was also disappointed because normally with that I just wanted a release date, and uh. Okay, so so I'm happy the game's not dead. I'm not hoping they give me something. I'm I'm hanging uh, on hope. Yeah, I guess let me see a other couple things. Uh, there, I think this Thursday ahead or this coming Thursday, that would be the I think like the seventh, the sixth. We're gonna mm-hmm. get some news about a Destiny exp- a new Destiny expansion. I believe separate from this, basically what hap- what happens after the season of opulence. Uh, they're also. I love that name. It's great. I'm stoked. Um, also there is a. Let me see here. Another big one. We're finally going to get some details about this Square Enix uh, and Crystal Dynamics Avengers game, announced mm-hmm. forever ago. Yep. But uh, we're going to get a worldwide reveal on June 10th for that. I'm really curious to see what that looks like because. Uh, I bet you it's it, a live service game. Mm-hmm. Go, I bet you, go I on. Bet you, I bet cash money 
It's a live service that type. That was not very cash money of you. That was not. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen Godzilla yet. But I, I, I want to. I, 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 I hope he says that. <laughs> and he has a gigantic pair of sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. Made for him by the military. On, mm, oh boy. I. Anyways. I, I um, bet it's a live service game where you like make your own hero and you join the Avengers. I don't know how I'd feel. I hope it's not. I I I am very intrigued by the idea of it being a, a live service game. Like, if I can if I can just like swap out Destiny strikes with like, oh Loki is attacking New York City, go stop him, mm-hmm. and and do a strike as like Doctor Strange and like Black Panther mm-hmm. or whatever. Like that sounds amazing. I don't know if how I feel about like a create my own hero thing. Yeah. Um, but uh yeah, that's the thing is it sounds like there are some details out there like there's it it will have some form of co-op it sounds like uh mm-hmm. which it just as just, it needs to. Yeah. It's just very interesting that we know absolutely nothing about what is literally like the hottest movie property game like possible. And it was an. It's been in development for quite a while, so they like they they've been working on this, like because I think they announced it like a couple of years ago. Yeah. And so it's finally coming along, or we'll yeah. hopefully finally get to see what it looks like. Yeah, I am. I'm because I'm. I feel like. But the other thing is, is like this isn't Ultimate Alliance three. So, mm-hmm. uh, but I feel like I'm very curious to see, like, because. I'm like, well, what if it's not ultimate? If it's not like Ultimate Alliance, like a Diablo style kind of thing, like, what are they gonna do? So, like, is it gonna be an open world thing? Like, like, how does it? How's it? How's it like, what are they? <laughs> I'm very. I feel like that's probably the one of the biggest things I'm interested in seeing, just because like I like Avengers stuff, and we just don't really know anything about this at all, and I'm. Very curious to see like what they've been cooking up all this time. I I agree. I agree that I'm a. Uh, uh, so you brought up Ultimate Alliance. Those games are fun. Those games are fun. Uh, let's go ahead. And the final thing we wanted to look at is E3 is probably Devolver Digital. I like their showcases. Leave me alone. I love yeah. Devolver Digital games. Yeah, they're good. I liked Ape Out. It was great. <laughs> I love that that game exists. Ape Out was very good. <laughs> you play a silverback gorilla. <laughs> I love it. I, I, I love just about every game Devolver Digital has ever published. Almost every single one. And I have one on my Switch to download. It's, uh, what is it? Gato Roboto. Oh, it's a Metroidvania where you play a cat in a robot suit. I'm in. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think, uh, cause we'll probably get, um, I feel like we won't, uh, I'm sure, cause we'll put, we'll get some Animal Crossing. We, we might get some news about some new Smash characters, uh, in before Dante for Smash. You heard it here first. Um, I say Master Chief. I honestly, there's a non-zero percent chance that we get Master Chief or Doom Guy. In Smash, 
we will i by end of 20 book it now i will now i'm not gonna i won't commit to doing anything stupid i i know better okay uh but there is death there i would bet i i would bet irl money on doom guy or master chief coming to smash at some point just like i mean because they've specifically said that like they're trying to get like people you wouldn't think you would want in smash in smash and you can download a Microsoft thing on Smash now, and I'm just saying, or it, um, in a on Switch, not Smash, but I'm just saying, synergy, it's there. Actually, on that note, I think we should wrap up because we've that been going perfect. for about an hour. Yeah. Uh, any uh, any parting shots, Ray? Uh. Yes, we should do our normal podcast immediately after the and give our final thoughts. So yeah, be prepared be, for that. Even though it's a I think we'll still get some fun announcements and surprises. I think there'll be some interesting stuff to see there. And how about you? Um I don't think I have anything. It's not very cash money of me, but I don't think I have any farting shots. Alright. <laughs> well, thank you very much, everyone, for joining us on Unscripted. You can go ahead and check us out on Facebook. Uh, go to Twitter at Unscripted Gaming. And if you go ahead and download us on SoundCloud, you can find our podcast on iTunes, on any sort of podcatcher that you have. And Hit if you that. like us on those podcast places, it would be super great if after you downloaded it, you're like, gosh, those boys just did such a great job not swearing and they're trying their best to not do that mom i promise <laughs> uh but if you really liked our podcast leave us a review it helps a lot ratings help they help a lot well thank you very much for tuning in and uh hope to catch you people lovely people next time i'm ray i'm mike peace peace <laughs>